0: Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual today on Locked On Cougars. We're going to continue on with our discussion from yesterday's podcast on BYU's offensive line. Our 2020 BYU football debriefings continue with part two on the offensive line. We'll of course continue to break down everything going on in BYU sports. A couple of notes from the weekend that was in other BYU sports we need to touch on, including a new school record in track and field. We'll break down for you and of course we'll catch you up on on everything else going on with BYU sports news right here on a Tuesday edition of the show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends at Squire and Company, as well as our good friends over at betonline.ag and Rock Autos, all three of them great companies that we'll tell you a little bit more about throughout today's edition of the podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 19th, 2021. We'll What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU sports with the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. We love hearing from you guys, getting your interaction on the show, and we can't do this without you guys, so leave us a rating and review, especially telling us what you like or don't like about the show, and we love hearing your feedback. So, big thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. Getting going here on a Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, One other thing. Hope you guys had a great weekend. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, uh, what we're going to talk about here momentarily, you may want to pause this one and go back to yesterday and listen to it, because we're going to talk about the BYU offensive line. We've been doing these debriefing sessions looking back at 2020 for each position group for the BYU football program and also looking ahead to 2021. We talked a lot about the outgoing players from BYU's offensive line yesterday, as well as sharing what I'm lear- hearing/slash learning about the offensive line coaching position that's vacant currently for the Cougars, where they're looking, all that good stuff. So, if you haven't heard that yet, you may want to pause this edition of the show, go back and listen to that, and then restart this edition. But nonetheless, if you just want to start here, no problem at all. So, continuing on with our offensive line discussion from yesterday, there are open positions in theory on BYU's offensive line at three positions obviously center and left guard you currently have two guys penciled into starters there James Empey reprising his role in his fourth straight year of starting at that position for the Cougars and then at left guard Clark Barrington uh, Barring both of them not being healthy, they should be your starters at both of those positions in 2021. That leaves openings at left tackle, right tackle, and right guard. And where does BYU look to replace guys like Tristan Hodge, Chandon Herring, Kiefer Longson, as well as Brady Christensen? It's a great question, and let's talk a little bit about it on today's edition of the show. So starting off, we'll talk about left tackle here because obviously that is the blind side. It protects the backside of the quarterback as he's throwing the football. And BYU had an absolute stud there in Brady Christensen. I think that what he did in a BYU uniform will not be soon forgotten. He was the highest graded offensive lineman the pro football focus has ever had. Just a stellar stellar junior campaign for him. And now he's off to the NFL. Well, who figures to fill in for him? My first option personally would be flip Blake Freeland over to that left side and see how he does. The sophomore from Harriman High School, a guy who never played offensive line before arriving at BYU, but ended up starting midway through his freshman year at right tackle. He's got all of the athleticism to be the next guy at left tackle. If you're going on a sheer athleticism and just being an overall athlete that you want of that position. Blake Freelinger, guy. Six foot eight, 300 pounds, but moves like a guy who weighs 50 pounds less than that. He is a true athlete. And if he can learn the, the technician side of playing offensive tackle, especially playing left tackle, It wouldn't surprise me to see him as your starting left tackle in 2021, this coming fall. If he's not able to do it, the other guy I think that's on the list uh, to challenge for time there because he already spent time at the position is Harris Lachance. Another guy from Harriman High School, funny enough, also a sophomore, but a guy who actually served a mission. So they're actually, he's older than Blake Freeland, speaking of Lachance. Six foot eight, three 310 pounds. They both are very, very good players and both very capable. I do believe that Freeland is the better athlete and Harris Lachance is probably better suited to suit up at right tackle. Uh, and I, If you can work it out where I think you have Blake Freeland as your left tackle starting there and Harris Lachance as your right tackle, you could do a lot worse than that if you're the BYU football program. But there will also be guys challenging for time in that spot including Mo Unatoa. Uh, he was slated to play offensive tackle at Utah before transferring to BYU, he's not the biggest guy in the world. at six foot five, two hundred and ninety pounds. But when B, when Utah trusts you to play offensive tackle, well, I think you can do the same thing at BYU, and he'll have his opportunity to prove what he can do in spring ball, during summer workouts, on into training camp to see if he can prove to earn a spot. One guy that people figure probably would factor in a tackle that I'm not expecting. We talked about this yesterday. Is that Keanu Saliapaga? I'm not expecting him to be part of the BYU football program much longer if he's not already gone. Uh, It's due to academic concerns based on what I have heard about Keanu, and it's disappointing, but you wish him the best moving forward. I'm not going to say that he couldn't uh, make up all of his classwork and find himself back on the field for BYU, but everything that's been described to me is he's got a long way to go to get himself back in the good graces of the university as well as the football program if he wants to get back onto the field at all. And that's bit disappointing because he figures he could also factor in a tackle for BYU a great athlete in his own right a former defensive lineman who's developed very nicely on the offensive side of the ball to lose him is another hit to this BYU offensive line already losing a number of contributors from 2020 so in an ideal world, I think that you have uh, both Blake Freeland and Harris LeChance prove that, hey, we are the guys. We're your bookend tackles. We can handle the job. And then you can kind of fill in from there. Mo Unatoa is a backup. Maybe a guy like Seth Willis coming in from a mission at six foot five, two 290 pounds. Maybe he could be an option there. But you need to establish those two tackle positions. And I think the first and second call at both left and right tackle, well, the first call goes to Blake Freeland to prove which spot he's most comfortable at. And then after that, you fill in the other spot where Harris Lachance Slots in there. Now, moving into right guard, obviously Tristan Hodge leaves a pretty sizable hole there for BYU, and Chandon Herring also had a large part in that in 2020. Well, I think actually a guy uh, like Mo Unatoa, if he is not needed. At offensive tackle could be a very solid option at right guard for BYU. He will have to prove that he is capable of that position because the guy that my favorite at right guard is the future center for the BYU offensive line. But I think he plays guard in 2021 alongside James Empey, and that's Connor Pay. He was a true freshman at a Lone Peak High School a year ago, and you saw him during that UCF bowl game at this, uh, down there in Boca Raton. He came in for an injured Joe Tukuafu, who is the quote-unquote third string center, and. And pretty much went in and everybody said, okay, this kid looks starting caliber. James Empi is going to be your starting center for BYU, barring something completely unforeseen. And I can see Connor Pace slotting in at right guard for BYU, playing out 2021 20, at that guard spot before assuming full-time duties as BYU's center moving forward. I am really high on Connor Pace's ability, what he did as a true freshman coming off a mission. You don't do that every day at offensive line. He kept his weight up throughout his mission, all that good stuff, and he proved to be a breakout uh, contributor for BYU as a true freshman. I think he factors in at right guard and probably completes the starting lineup the way I see it right now in my head. So the way I see it, if everything goes according to how Jake Hatch wants things to play out along the offensive line for BYU, is your left tackle uh, coming up against Arizona on September 2nd will be Blake Freeland. At left guard, you'll have Clark Barrington. At center, James Empey. At right guard, Connor Pay, And then at right tackle, you slot in Harris Lachance. I say it's a very solid front-line unit for BYU's offensive line, but the question is, where does the depth come from? And I think that's a very interesting question we'll address here in just a moment. I think there is going to be a mixture of guys coming into the program who are going to be relied on, as well as a couple of holdovers from previous seasons that we need to get to. We'll get to all that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, folks. This is the place. If you want to get into sports betting, betonline.ag is the spot for you. Don't waste any more time on the sidelines. Get off the couch, get into the action, and do it with betonline.ag. Right now, you can go to betonline, sign up for a free account, but when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On, and BetOnline is going to give you a welcome bonus of 50% of whatever you guys deposit. If it's 10 bucks, all of a sudden you'll have 15 bucks in your account. If you deposit 100 bucks, 150 bucks. It's real simple, folks, and it's their way of saying thank you for choosing them as your online betting partner. BetOnline.ag is fast and Easy payouts. They are the best company if you want to get into the sports betting game. So don't waste any more time and get in on the action with Bet Online. Once again, sign up for that for that free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LockedOn when you get there, you, and you get fifty percent as a welcome bonus of whatever you make for your first deposit, guys. It is a great way to get into the fun of sports betting and do it with Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, this I guess is part three of our debriefing for the BYU offensive line. But hey, a lot of good stuff to get to. And we talked about how I really feel like there's a pretty solid front line for BYU's offensive line. If everything goes to plan in this uh, upcoming spring slash summer period on into training camp, I feel like the front five for BYU's offensive line is very solid. The question is, is where is that quality depth that BYU has had over the past few seasons going to come from? Well, I think you're going to rely on some guys who are holdover. Guys like a Braden Kime, a former walk-on from Alta High School, he's developed into a pretty nice prospect. If he continues his climb as he's doing along the offensive line, I figure he could factor in at either the guard or tackle positions. He's a very tall prospect, listed at six foot eight, so probably factors in more at tackle, probably at right tackle. But you hope that his climb and what he has shown so far continues to allow him to have opportunities. I think also Joe Tukuafu, a very very solid veteran backup for BYU still only a junior and if he holds on to that extra year of eligibility he could play two more years of college football in theory and he has proven that he's a solid albeit unspectacular offensive lineman and more than capable in a reserve role of helping BYU out I also think guys like a Seth Willis a former uh product of Newtown High School in Newtown, Newton, Connecticut. Uh, a guy back off his mission. I think he'll continue to get himself back in shape and could factor into this discussion, but I think that you're also going to rely on a bunch of guys coming back off missions as well as incoming freshmen. The one I'm most excited about is going to be Elia Miguel. The, for, the offensive lineman from Temecula, California over the weekend. I saw him squatting a 500 pound uh, squat and did it with ease. He's still only 17 years old, guys. He weighs 300 120 pounds, but Man, is he a promising, promising offensive lineman. And I'm really excited to see what he can do for the Cougars. And I think he'll come in and challenge for time right away at the guard spot. Additionally, Dylan Rollins comes in. I think will offer both depth at the tackle and guard spots. Uh, He comes in from Missoula, Montana and Sentinel High School. Uh, His plan is to play at BYU this fall, according to everything I have heard. And I'm very impressed with him. I do wonder, though, in his case, does the level of competition he played against in Montana hold him back from contributing in a meaningful role I think he'll be given an opportunity to come in and show what he can do right away but the nice part is he has got Uh, Proven ability to be just that nasty nasty offensive lineman out there now two return missionaries I think BYU is gonna count on because they've been back for a a while now and should in theory be in shape are both Campbell Barrington and Tyson Lewis Campbell Barrington that last name probably sounds familiar because he's the younger brother of Clark Barrington He factors in probably more at tackle for BYU Uh, He's not he's a little bit taller than his brother a little uh, more of an athlete athlete than Clark is. Clark's more of kind of your master technician, just the guy who gets the job done, is an absolute road grader at offensive line whereas Campbell's more of that natural athlete and probably factors in a tackle for the Cougars. He has shoulder surgery upon returning home from his mission in Mexico but figures to be in good shape going in uh, to spring workouts and the like and looking forward to seeing what Campbell can do for the Cougars coming uh, into BYU and then Tyson Lewis a guy from Weber High School, Ogden in Utah I was very high on him watching him in high school you guys know I'm a pretty keen observer of high school players in the state I remember the first time I saw Tyson Lewis play my first thought was okay who is that kid and who is recruiting him I had no idea who he was but I saw it immediately I was okay that kid is a prospect at some level here and I started looking into it and lo and behold BYU is in on him he's listed as a two-star prospect according to 24-7 sports but I really do think he's a better athlete than that i think he is a very good player and should factor in he may need a little more time to develop himself speaking of lewis but i'll tell you what when he's fully cleared to go i'm excited to see him in a byu uniform because i really do think he has got the goods to be a solid offensive lineman for the cougars so Uh, And long story short is the depth for BYU going into 2021 is a little uh, short on experience, but long on potential is the easiest way of saying it. They're going to have to come in and prove that they can be options for BYU. Whoever the new offensive line coach is, uh, he's going to come in and see, Okay, I've got a pretty good. Starting five or six guys along this offensive line, but my guys seven through ten the backups We need to see more from them and that's gonna just gonna take time They're gonna have to get some seasoning during spring ball during player run workouts in the summer and then on into training camp But the hope is that the success that BYU's offensive line had in 2020 the groundwork They've kind of laid where BYU's back in the business of really recruiting big-time offensive linemen putting very solid offensive lines on the field as a unit Hopefully that tradition begins to really pay off and you start to see these units every two or three years, it kind of turns itself over, but you don't really see a drop off in production gonna be a very, very important thing for BYU to avoid any drop-off because if there is a drop-off in 2021 on that offensive line, whoever the new quarterback is is gonna find himself a lot more harassed than a guy like Zach Wilson was in 2020. I don't think you can expect, I guess, necessarily a repeat of how dominant BYU's offensive line was in 2020. Come on, they were listed as one of the semifinals for the Joe Moore Award, which goes to the entire offensive line. Alabama won the award, but BYU being mentioned in that group, pretty stellar outing. So maybe you don't necessarily expect that type of production from this offensive line in twenty twenty, but you don't want to see just a complete falling off the cliff in terms of their production and their ability to function. Because if that happens, that quote unquote tip of the spear, as Jeff Grimes like to call his offensive line it could really pretend some bad things for BYU's offense in 2021. So here's the hoping that guys like James Zampy, Clark Barrington, to establish starters along this offensive line, they can look at these young guys and say, follow our example, follow our lead, do what we do, and you will have success here at BYU. If they young guys in BYU system do that well I do think that that tradition can really build upon itself and BYU can get back to being what it was in the 80s and 90s and that was a factory of solid offensive linemen think back to the days of guys like Evan Pilgrim even back further to guys like Robert Anai in the 1980s there have been great offensive linemen John Tate uh, Scott Young Jake Caressa there have been some fantastic offensive linemen who have come through BYU over the years it's been a long decade or so without a lot of that. But I think right now BYU is kind of back into the business and what they cannot afford to do is to backslide. They cannot afford to have that regression happen. They need this offensive line unit to continue to press forward. And I think a guy like James Ampian and a guy like Clark Barrington, they're very solid veterans who can, I really think, point to what they have done in the past to the young guys and say, do this. It's X plus Y equals Z. We can have success if you guys will follow this formula. Don't try and freelance. Don't try and think you're smarter than the system. Trust what we're doing. Trust the process is that famous phrase that you hear all over sports these days, and you will have success. We'll see if it pays off, but I'm pretty bullish on the chances of BYU's offensive line. I may not be expecting the repeat of what 2020 was, but I do think that they can have a pretty good season all the way around if you're a BYU fan, especially on this offensive line. All right, there you go. Our debriefing is con- is complete so far as I can remember and so far as my brain will allow me to remember offensive line-wise. Three parts, a big expansive look at the offensive line for the Cougars, but we'll continue on with these debriefings. We did quarterbacks, specialists, and cornerbacks in the defensive secondary last week. We'll continue on this week talking about running backs. Plan to talk on linebackers. we got to do defensive line. There are still plenty more to break down, so stay tuned all week long for more and more and even more into future weeks as well as we continue these debriefings in the lead up to National Signing Day and then kind of turn our attention to spring ball and what to expect from that so plenty of fun still to be had on the BYU football front of things coming up here in just a minute though we'll recap some of the news from the weekend that I didn't touch on quite yet a school record in men's and women's track and field we'll get to that here in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at rock auto folks if you are a do-it-yourselfer I think many of us kind of picked up different things during this pandemic that we've been doing more and more ourselves and if auto care taking care of your vehicle is one of those that you did well rockauto.com Wants to be your source for all the parts you're gonna ever need for your vehicle. Whether it's a truck, an SUV, or you got a commuter car like myself, they have all the parts from all the manufacturers at rock bottom prices. Why pay 30, 50 percent, maybe even a hundred percent more at a chain store, at a dealership when you can get all the same parts at rockauto.com? Check it out, guys. Go to rockauto.com while you're there. Fill in the box of how'd you hear about us by putting locked on there so that way that they know that we sent you and find out. Out what parts your car needs and find out the great prices and the best part about it all it's shipped directly to your door from our good friends at rock auto it is the best way to take care of your vehicle and do it for a fraction of the prices that you may pay elsewhere it's a great option folks I cannot recommend it enough whether you need a new tail light a new engine uh, what what it might be new tires they've got it all for you all the options all the manufacturers and the best part is their website really easy to use you can search by model by name by manufacturer manufacturer by price it's all there for you so go to rockauto.com once again check it out amazing selection reliably low pricing all departure the parts your car truck or suv will ever need check them out now at rockauto.com Need to take a minute today, folks, and tell you about our good friends over at Squire and Company. I love this company, and I'm excited to have them on board with us here here on Locked On Cougars. What Squire is? They're one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms that serves clients throughout the United States as well as here at home along the Wasatch Front. The company was founded on the principle of earning the trust of our clients and helping them meet their financial goals. Having known Joe Squire, the founder of this company, I grew up in the same LDS ward as him. I can tell you, I'm that close to this company, folks. This is a company you want to do business with. They have taken a uh, forward-thinking approach, a strategic-thinking advisory firm stance that assists large companies that select and implement accounting systems like NetSuite, Microsoft Business Central, or QuickBooks. They'll fit the right thing for your needs. That's what I love about them. They want to make sure you guys have success. Whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an individual who just needs help with your taxes, you own a business, they've got all of the tools for you guys to have success and be able to be financially well off and make sure that you guys are taken care of no matter what it might be. They work with companies of all sizes, from startups to mature billion-dollar companies. So no matter what you've got, they've got the option that's right for you. Also, two offices based in both Orem and downtown Salt Lake City to meet your needs as well. If you'd like to find out more about them, go to squire.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-E.com. Or you can email Raymond uh, Chipman, who's working with us here on Locked On Cougars and a huge BYU fan, by the way. i met him going to the BYU bowl game. That's how dedicated a BYU fan this guy is. So make sure to reach out to Ray by emailing him at RaymondC at squire.com or you can call him anytime 801 477 4950 I'm telling you, folks, Squire is the right option for you. Whether you need CPA services, you need to implement new accounting software, they've got it all for you. So trust them. Go to squire.com, email Ray at RaymondC at squire.com, or give them a call anytime, 801-477-4950. That's Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, folks, running out of time here on a Tuesday edition of the show, but wanted to run down some of the news and notes from other BYU athletic programs over the weekend. Let's start off with women's gymnastics. They lost by a margin of point zero two five to number 11 Arizona State on Saturday final score one ninety six point two seven five to one ninety six point two five zero man talk about a nail biter Arizona State ranked number 10 BYU ranked number excuse me Arizona State ranked number 11 BYU ranked number 10 and it came down to just a razor thin margin and a uh, tough hard-fought loss for the women's gymnastics program but congratulations to guard Young's team they're proven hey we're pretty good outfit here and we're showing ourselves they're gonna be on the road this week to take on Boise State on Saturday that meet in Extra Mile Stadium begins at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening there'll be a live stream link I'm sure at byucougars.com later on this week if you want to watch the women's gymnastics program in action but man that is an agonizingly close loss. You don't see that very often in gymnastics. I don't feel like, but man, that is about as close as it gets in that sport and a tough loss for Guard Young and his team. Down there in the Valley of the Sun, uh, men's tennis got underway with their season, beating Grand Canyon. Uh, the Cougars won the match six to one at the indoor tennis courts in Provo over the weekend. They'll be back at home this coming Saturday as a host Weber State at the indoor tennis courts at three o'clock Mountain Time. But a good open to the season for the men's tennis program. And then finally, wanted to give a congratulations to Jaslyn Gardner from the women's gymnastics program. She clocked a seven point three one seconds in the women's sixty meter dash to break the School record at the BYU Cougar Indoor Invitational on Saturday. She held the previous school record at 7.39 in the 60 meters, set at the start of her sophomore season at the 2020 BYU Indoor Invite a year ago. But man, 7.31 seconds, that is. Absolutely blistering. I uh, Easton Bianchi clock a 6.72 seconds to win the men's 60 meters, tying the ninth fastest time in BYU history on the men's side of things. So congratulations to both of them on showing extremely well there. All-American Connor Mance racing his first. Track and field meet since 2019 after not appearing in the 2020 season. He finished with the NCAA leading 7 minutes and 58.03 seconds to win the men's 3,000 meters. He's an All American in both track and field and cross country and showed it right away. So, congratulations to all the men's and women's athletes, but especially Jaslyn Gardner to set a program record that you previously set a year ago you're blazing and congratulations to her on setting that record all right that's going to do it for today's edition of the show by the way if you want a full recap of what happened at the indoor invitational you can go to the byu cougars website read up all on it find out how byu athletes across a myriad of outings did. It would take a lot longer for me to break that down than I have on today's podcast. Anyways, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Having a great Tuesday whenever you hear this, and we'll be back again with another edition of the podcast tomorrow. Continuing on with our debriefings, looking ahead to the weekend that is coming up for BYU Basketball plenty to get to throughout this coming week so stay with us throughout the week all right that's gonna do it follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars my personal twitter feed at jacob c hatch and as always feel free to email the show locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address that's gonna do it have a great day this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 19th 2021 and we will talk to you guys manana